she can't be as mean as she was portraying. And so they <laughs> I thought it was I know, that's what they took from this, you know. Welcome to Habits and Humor, where you come to make serious progress without taking life too seriously. This podcast shows how we can use embarrassing moments as empowering tools to help us create powerful daily habits and enjoy life at the same time. I'm Susie B., author and creator of Life Conscious and master of all things embarrassing. This is Habits and Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn. Welcome to Habits and Humor today. I'm Susie B., I'm your host, and today we have an incredible guest, Christy Simmons. She has a spectacularly hilarious and public story to share with us and some incredible life lessons that we can learn from this story. Welcome to the show, Christy. We're so happy you're here. Hi, thank you. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Christy. Christy Simmons is a life coach and her business is called Your Turn to Shine. She comes from a career in the performing arts with an extended side trip into the real life role of full-time caregiver. It was during her caregiving years that Christy first became aware of the coaching industry. She quickly realized that she was being drawn to become part of it. That launched her on a path of self-discovery and education that eventually led her to become trained and certified in the methodology developed and implemented by the Values Conversation. Among Christy's areas of expertise are helping her clients to reconnect with the people they once were. Christy believes that each of us has something special to share with the world. It is her calling in life to help others find their path. It's your turn to shine. Welcome again to the show, Christy. We're thrilled to have you here. I'm just going to go ahead and turn over the mic to you and let you start out the show today with your hilarious, embarrassing story. And then we'll wrap it up with some lessons that we can all take away from these stories. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm really happy to be here too. Coming from a life of of being in the theater, this story is a theater story. I was doing a play called The Effect of Gamma Rays on Man in the Moon Marigold. And it's one of those very kind of heavy psychodrama, wonderful, juicy part kind of plays. And I was the lead. I played this mother of two teenage daughters. And this mother is like so dysfunctional and so emotionally abusive to these girls for two hours, emotionally abusive, like all over the place. And the story revolves around the youngest daughter who's just trying to make her way and trying to not be crushed by this huge personality of abusive mother. And she's like into science. And so she has one science project that's about the effect of gamma rays on the man in the moon marigolds. And she's got another project that has like a white rabbit in it. So there's all of this kind of chaos going on in the home. There also was chaos going on in the production in the sense that we were doing this in repertory, which means kind of revolving shows with a production of MAME, or was it Hello, Dolly? Anyway, something that required a huge staircase, center stage, like huge, like you would see, you know, three stories tall. It was just kind of there. We kind of ignored it all through the play. But for some reason, the director decided that I, as the star of the show, should take the star bow, come down the sweeping staircase, And for some other reason, she decided I should have the rabbit with me. I should carry the live rabbit with me under my arms because it would make me human and it would mean, you know, oh, she's not so mean and horrible. Okay, great. The scene, scene change going into the last scene, the final scene, 
I'm changing from street clothes with, in those days, we all wore stockings, street clothes with stockings and dress shoes on into the frumpy house coat and slippers. And I was backstage making this quick, quick, quick change. And the what's called work lights, the little lights backstage that are pretty dim, but you know, they're back there so you can see what you're doing to change clothes wasn't on. And I couldn't find the slippers. Well, you can't look for the slippers for two minutes or five minutes or whatever. You know, when it's time to walk on the stage, you got to walk on the stage. So I walked on <laughs> in my stocking feet, which kind of would have been appropriate for this woman. She was drunk and smoking and, you know, swearing and whatever. So finish out the show, finish the last scene, barrel off stage, go back, climb up the ladder up to the top of this grand staircase, wait for my moment, hit that top step. And my stocking foot slipped. And I went, all the way down these stairs with this terrified white rabbit clutched under my arm, wiggling and kicking and and thrashing around. First of all, I don't know. I probably was butt to the wind, and it's not anyone's most attractive moment. And That night, my dad was in the audience. Now, this was kind of unique, not because my dad wasn't supportive, but because theater happens on weekends a lot of times. And my dad was a musician, and so does being a musician happen on weekends. So it was kind of a wonderful thing, treat that he got to actually come see this show that night. So afterwards, I'm so humiliated, right? But you got to stand up. You take the star bow. Everybody, my <laughs> the girls who played my sisters came running over, helping me up. Everybody's all aghast. And um, afterwards, my dad came over. And before he even said, oh, you were great. I loved it. He said, I'm so proud of you because the two ladies sitting behind me said, when you fell down the stairs, said, she must really be a good actress because her daughters are running over to help her. So she can't be as mean as she was portraying. And so they, <laughs> they thought it was I know, that's what they took from this, you know? Now, okay. All right. I'll take it. Sure. I'll take it. So my lesson from that humiliating moment was, first of all, you can't take yourself too seriously. You know, you get up and brush yourself off. The the rabbit didn't die <laughs> or was not injured at all and didn't get loose. But here's the thing, how you show up in the world, your real self, how you show up in the world makes a difference and people notice it. And I don't know, you know, if those two little ladies were maybe influenced to go, well, gosh, you know, would, if that had been me, would the girls playing my daughter have rushed over to me? You know, I would hope that everyone would be a person that shows up well enough in the world with their personal friends, loved ones, or the strangers that they meet every day shows up well enough in the world that the world would come to your aid, you know, that that a stranger would come to your aid, that someone you love would come to your aid because it's what you do for them. You know, it's what you would do, what you put out there comes back to you. I have another little example of that. I recently moved and the place that I was moving into, it came on the market before I was really ready to to move. I was really close to putting my house on the market, but I had put all of my available cash into getting my house ready to put on the market. But this perfect place for me showed up. And so I decided I'm going to go for this. I've got no, no earnest money to put down. I haven't sold my house yet, but I'm going to 
send this guy personal references. So I contacted some of my nearest and dearest friends and I said, hey, would you write me a personal reference? If you ever want to feel good about yourself, ask the people you love to to write a, a personal reference. I was crying for two days when these things were hitting my email. I'd open one up. I'm like, oh, she loves me so much. Oh, you know, and I heard some things about myself that I'm not even aware that I do. You know, I'm not even aware. I heard a lot about generosity. I don't always have a lot of money. So, but generosity isn't about necessarily writing a check. It sometimes is, but it's, you know, so anyway, my, my, my two stories, they, they come together in the place that how you show up in the world makes a difference in the world. You know, I didn't know I influenced all these people who I love, who influence me every day. I don't, didn't know that they were observing me the way they, they do, that they were seeing me the way they do. And it was eye-opening to me. Yay me, I'm doing something right. And you know what? Everyone should be able to celebrate themselves and what they're doing right. Please don't think it's not being humble. Please give yourself permission to celebrate what you do that is good. When you're on the right path, when it's having a good effect, please celebrate that. And since that's having such an effect, I want to do that more. I want to be more of that person that I have been being and put that out there in the world even more so because this is what the world needs. The world needs for us to show up from a place of love, from a place of acceptance, from a place of generosity, from a place of compassion. And it's so easy to do. It really is so easy. I talk to clients who are so depressed and feel like they have nothing to give. But, you know, when you decide you're going to give anyway, you're going to give something of yourself anyway, and you focus on doing that, find somebody you can do something good for. Well, then after you've done that, first of all, in that time when you're doing something good for someone else, you are not concentrating on how miserable you are. You're concentrating on that other person. You're concentrating on putting that good thing out there. And you know what? After that, you you feel a little better. And you've had that, what, whether it's you know five minutes, 45 minutes, two days, whatever, of thinking about someone else to not be really obsessing over your own pain. And so it kind of can start that ball rolling where you can get out of yourself and out of your pain and you find that, you know, well, maybe life isn't as painful as I was feeling it was. There's a lot of pain out of there, out there. There's a lot of grief and horrible things and people have things in their past. And, you know, uh, there are a lot of triggers out there for all of that. Yes. But if you focus on the stuff, that's not that. If you focus on the positive, if you focus on being grateful, if you focus on being compassionate, if you focus on thinking of other people, it's going to change you and it's going to change everyone around you. Amazing. Wow. I mean, that was a whole show just in itself. You're incredible. I love it. To go from a hilarious story to that deep, powerful stuff. That was amazing. I want to touch back on a couple of points that you made along the way there. Sure. Number one was the way that you treat people during regular times is how they show up for you in times of need. That is the lesson that I pulled from the story that you just told me is that as you are 
forming relationships with people, even if you don't know the effect you're having, when you show up for them during regular life consistently, then when you need them, they show up for you in a big way. Whether right. that be you know, when you fall down the stairs and you need help back up, or if it's you're applying for a job and you need a letter of reference or whatever you're doing, when you need your friends, if you've been there for them, they'll be there for you. And that's amazing. That can be with clients, that can be with friends, that can be coworkers, that can be just anyone in the world that just sees you around. And if you're a friendly face, then if they need you, they'll come to you. That's amazing. I love that part of your story. Along those lines too, it's also important to choose carefully when you surround yourself with people. You know, I talk to clients all the time who are, one comes to mind who's just had a string of, of unhappy romantic disappointments. And, and at one point I, I said to her, maybe you need to change who you're looking for. Maybe you need to be a little more conscious of not just a pretty face. You want a pretty inside, be a little bit choosy about the people that you draw into your inner circle, because the people you surround yourself with are the creation of your world. You are creating your world environment by choosing who do I really want to be close to? And, you know, it's not everybody. It doesn't mean that I don't love total strangers out there in the world. I do. You know, it's not that I don't love somebody uh, I see at the grocery store enough to go over and help them when they're struggling right? Because I just love people and I love humanity. And I would hope that person would do that for me. But when it comes to like choosing your inner circle, choose, don't let it happen by accident. Mm. You know, don't live your life by accident. At some point, if you want to make your life better than the life you feel like you're having right now, then stop living by accident. (laughs) I like what you're saying, because one of the first episodes of this podcast is about finding your tribe. And in order to do that, you have to know who you are and what you need. And then you're able to find those people that you can support and they can support you. I like what you're saying here is not only is that important in, you know, just having a relationship, but also developing who you are going to be as a person. If you surround yourself with people who are better at something than you, then you'll become better at that thing. And that's amazing. I love, I love that message that you're sharing. The other one that you touched on. Yeah, no, thank you. The other one that you touched on that I want to talk about is celebrating yourself makes you want to be more of that person. I like how you said that. I do think that we've been brought up to think that it's unseemly to to not be all humble and everything. You don't want to be cocky and arrogant and full of yourself. However, when you're going through your life and you're trying to build something that's positive, and you have a victory in that process, celebrate it. It is something to be celebrated. And the more you do that, the more you realize I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track. I want to do this more. I want to do more of what just was a celebration for me. And I want that to be routine now in my life. I want that to be my default setting, that I just do those things that I just celebrated because it was kind of new and a new accomplishment for me. And then I want to find something at a even higher level to celebrate next. You know, I want to put myself out there at a different level because now I'm, I feel pretty comfortable with this level that I've just achieved. I want to put myself out there at a, at a higher level, a bigger level, a scarier level or whatever, and, and get so that I can celebrate my accomplishments there. And then I want to, you know, and then you, you just become bigger. Your life becomes bigger and more full and you're better able to 
make a contribution to the world because the more you have, the more you can give. But it starts inside, you know, it just starts with your love for yourself. You have to love yourself. And that's hard for people. My training in the values conversation, that's where we start is helping people to reconnect to the, the person that you were actually born to be, you know? And what do I mean by that? Well, we're all given certain gifts and you can deny those and you can ignore them and you can forget them or you can let life kind of beat that knowledge out of you and you can not believe it anymore because you've been told you're worthless or you're whatever, you know, but after you've been beaten up by the world in one way or another, and unfortunately, most people are beaten up by the world at some point, you know, coming along. After you've been beaten up, you kind of forget who that innocent, beautiful, perfect 10 that came into the world was. Because, you know, we don't know who we were as babies. I mean, we see pictures, our parents tell us whatever, but we don't know what we were born with in terms of who do I identify as. When I did my values conversation, when I was training and, and, and it was done on me, um, and it's really just a process of going through and identifying what's important to you, what values are important to you. Is it uh, tenacity? Is it kindness? Is it, you know, and you're going to end up with a big, long list of things. And then you kind of through, through skilled coaching, you know, you kind of whittle it down into an identity statement. I just wept all the way through it. Just not, it wasn't sad tears. It was like, oh, I remember her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember Funny. her, right? And then um, uh, you know, I had that paper that, that came from that and, and then life goes on and I got busy. I was busy and I sort of forgot about it a little bit. And then, you know, every once in a while I'd come across it when I was cleaning my office or something, you know, and I go, what's this? Oh, that's that, that's that, yeah, that a values conversation. And I would read it again and I'd be like, I remember her. And you know what? I'm now being her. And that's the whole mm -hmm. thing. You remember, you find out who you really are, like what qualities you really have, what gifts you really have to bring to the world, what's really important to you. And what's really important to you then becomes how you want to show up in the world. This is the filter now that you can use when you are in difficult situations. I went through a period when I was very angry, very angry, because I had unfortunately had a, an encounter with a guy with a ski mask and a gun, and I'll let you use your imagination oh on the rest of it. But I was very angry after that. And it took me a, a, a long time, but I, I finally decided I don't, like this person that I've become. Mm. I don't like this angry person. I need to teach myself how to be happy again. And I did. And, um, control. and I, I, I do that with my, with my clients. I have like a happiness course that I do, but I went through that process. And so then having come out the other side of all of that, and, and then years later, you know, finding this, the, having this values conversation and finding this woman who I thought was killed off that night. I thought she was dead. I just thought that part of my psyche was dead. And finding out that, no, I, that's still who I am. And I don't have to be that person who had that encounter with the ski mask and the gun. I don't have to live there. You have a it choice. happened 
yeah, it happened. Uh, you know, am I happy it happened? No, but I don't have to live in that moment. I, I lived through that. I get to live the rest of my life and I get to live the rest of my life the way I want to. Yes. And the way I want to is to be that perfect 10 that I came into the world as, but as a grown up, you know? Yes. Let's take that perfect 10 and put it out there in the world and help other people find their perfect 10. And then, wow, what a great world that is, right? If we're all working, walking around being perfect 10s and owning it. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. So a lot of people feel like that's heavy. Like, how do I come to love myself? How do I know that I'm that perfect 10? But you just broke it down simple. <clears throat> if you start small, you celebrate when you do something little, then you give yourself the power to do something big and to believe in yourself when those bigger opportunities come. Well, you know what, if I could do that, then I can do this. And then all of a sudden you right. have that strength just coming from inside you, just from what you've already done in your life. That's amazing. Awesome. So that sounds like an incredible exercise. I'm going to ask you more about that later about your identity statement. Um, sure. but right now I want to ask you talking about celebrating yourself. What is your favorite thing about yourself, Christy? Can I say two favorite things? Of course. One is my humor. Beautiful. And the other is my heart. Okay. And the two are connected a lot. But um, yeah, you know, I, I think what is life without being able to laugh? But, you know, the laughter for me comes from a place of love. So, uh, so that, that, yeah, that would be my favorite things. About humor me. and heart. Awesome. I love that so much. It's wonderful. So now that we've just been talking a little bit about the habit of celebrating yourself, the habit of starting small and doing it consistently so that you can depend on yourself. What is one of your favorite habits that you have in your life? Something that you just do automatically most of the time that helps you to increase or improve your life. It would be gratitude, just being grateful. I know there are a lot of people who are in a place where they're thinking, I don't have anything to be grateful for. Well, okay, it sounds hackneyed. People say it all the time, but it's because it's true. You woke up today. Hmm. You woke up today and you have the opportunity either to have a horrible day or you have the opportunity to have a good day, right? You woke up today. If you woke up and you have a roof over your head, that's something to be grateful for. Maybe your health isn't so good, but maybe it's better than someone else's or maybe it's better than it was yesterday. I took care of my mom for a long time. She was very, 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 very ill. She still, even when she couldn't speak, could laugh at I Love Lucy, <laughs> right? There's so much to be grateful for. My barking dog in the middle of this interview, I love <laughs> this dog with all of my heart. You know, she lifts my spirits. She is just so cute, sweet, wonderful, innocent. She doesn't know we're, we're recording here. You know, she's just living her life, living her best life. There are things to be grateful for every day. And yes. if you start with that, and, and once you start making that a habit, once you make, start making it practice, then it becomes a habit and you don't even have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, my other habit really that I love is happiness. That's my default setting. I'm a happy person. I was a happy person before the incident many years ago. I was an angry person, didn't like that. I went back to being a happy person. Mm. You know what? I'd much rather be, rather be, find a way to resolve my conflicts with someone without ripping their head off and sucking their <laughs> brains out and leaving them a puddle. They would the probably floor. prefer that as well. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
life is too short for that kind of angst all the time. You know, just be happy. I don't believe in glass half full, glass half empty. Which one are you? I'm just glad there's a glass that's got some water in it. You know? <laughs> I like you. that you're, isn't it interesting how your filter in your mind, once you start to look for things that you're grateful for, once you start to look for things that make you happy, it becomes more prevalent. And that's what it you're does. focusing on. You talked at the beginning about focus. And if you focus on the positive, you focus on what you want. That's what this big manifesting movement in the world is right now is think about what you want and then you'll be able to see it happen because you're looking for it. I love that you look for gratitude even in difficult times. It's fantastic. Great habit. The predominant creator of your life. And you do that by focusing, just focus, focus on what you want, focus on who you want to be, focus on how you want to see the world. And, you know, you have that control. We all have that choice. Don't let life happen to you. Get behind the wheel, get in the driver's seat. You can make little changes, little bitty changes that change your world. Little bitty changes change the world. That's going to be the title of this episode. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, you're so wonderful, Christy. Thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, they can find me on Facebook. It's Your Turn to Shine is is my business, my coaching Facebook page. And I would love to talk to, you know, any of your listeners if what I said resonates with them. Beautiful. Yes, if any of you are loving this and you're wanting more, please reach out to Christy on Facebook at Your Turn to Shine. I'll leave that link in the show notes as well so you can find her there. Thank you so much for being here, Christy. You guys go out and make life happen. Live your life conscious, just like Christy's been saying. It's a beautiful thing. All right, you guys have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next time on Habits and Humor. Now it's time for a bit of bliss. In this short segment, my guests and I will talk about a person, place, or thing that makes us happy. If we love it as much as we do, it just might make you happy too. Today, the bit of bliss is coming from Christy Simmons herself. She has something awesome that she would like to share with us. And I want to share that with you. Well, I talked about the values conversation. It really is the foundation of what I do in my practice. And I will give it to you. I will, if you are a listener to this podcast and you want it, it's going to take a couple of hours, probably, potentially. It'll be face-to-face via the magic of Zoom. And we can just reconnect you to that person that you were born to be. And then you can take that and you can walk away and never speak to me again. And that's fine because I will know that you are now, I've given you a a really valuable tool that you can use to start creating the life that you love. If you want to know more about how how to use that tool to make that happen, to get that outcome, then let's talk. We can uh, we can start setting up some sessions, and I can you know give you my my prices and my and my terms. But the values conversation is my gift to you. Thank you so much. Message me on the Facebook page, and okay. more than happy to do that. We'll set up okay. an appointment. And awesome. All right, for all you listeners, reach out to Christy Simmons on Facebook. Your turn to shine. Find her there, message her, or click on the link in the show notes, send her a message, and she will give you that values conversation. That's incredible. Such a great value. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you. My pleasure. If you are loving the concepts and messages of this podcast of how small actions lead to life-changing results, 
and you're ready to take your habits and your life to the next level in a way that is simple, encouraging, and fun, you need to check out Healthy and Happy. In 60 days, we're going to master your mind and use your incredible superpowers to create lifelong healthy habits that are personalized to your life so you can continuously get results, feel great, and lose weight on autopilot. Habits are the secret to a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Don't diet. Habit. And the best part is, it's way simpler than you think. Get in here and let's go. To learn more and enroll, head to www.livelifeconscious.com slash store slash course. Or go to livelifeconscious.com and click on coaching at the top of the page. Or you can click the link in the show notes. That's livelifeconscious.com. If you want to stop talking about better health and habits and actually do it, enroll today. There's also the free five-day workshop on that website if you'd like to try a test run of this program for free and see what you're getting into. Again, that's livelifeconscious.com. Feel and look great as you harness the power of your magnificent mind to treat your body right and succeed on autopilot for the rest of your life. Thanks again for listening to Habits and Humor today. I'm so excited to see the massive progress you make in just two short months in Healthy and Happy. Until next time, go make some serious progress, but don't take life too seriously. I'm Susie B, and this is Habits and Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn.